It's the morning after the night before Cork Talking Points podcast brought to you by Specsavers Drada, but first Oasis. So as usual, we'll have flow of the game. We'll have matchups. We'll hear from Jer. We won't hear from John Cleary. I'll explain that, and then we'll also have talking points. If you've signed up, you'll hear. I think I have about fifty-five here in front of me in my notes, so you'll hear all of them. And then we're gonna uh, hear from your talking points as well in the finish. Uh, send them in. It's great to get your reaction, your thoughts on such a big game in RD. But uh, and then also the Loud Horrors picked up a one-point win, a hell of a win as well. John Casey, a Corkman. Doing the damage of two four, getting two goals. Allows first two scores, first three scores were goals. Torlan was a penalty. After Casey hit the two goals, and Colin Murphy's crucial goal late on in the game meant allowed got over Monaghan, who had former player Niall Arthur getting hitting fourteen points in the one fight defeat, and then we had former Monaghan manager, former Loud player, new uh, manager at the helm, Trevor Hilliard from. Knockbridge from the Brides he um, got off to win a start in NHL 3A right so let's just talk about this magical day yesterday in, in RD um, I suppose the big thing was you had Horley playing and Samuel Roy playing neither played in the corresponding fixture last season and straight away the two of them cancelled each other out with a couple of frees but Horley was playing well did an early goal chance Battle and cleared off the line by McDonnell and Kiki combination of the two. But then Horley gets an early black card for pulling them down. And despite them going down without a man without without the um, the full set of players, they still took a lead. They still led five three. And they actually added two um, Horley kicked two two more frees to make it seven four. I kicked one from play actually one free then when he came back on. But yeah, we're we're staying in. Um Sam with a backdoor cut made a two all um, before Walsh responded to full back him up the field. Cronin took the free for the absent Horley and then goalkeeper Patrick Doyle made a five two. That was the biggest lead they had, a three point lead. Um, Paul Matches took on a great point as well. He's shown confidence. He could have slipped it all, could have shipped it either side of him, decided to go himself. And then Horley comes back on the field. You think, geez, they were down to 10 men. Or they were down to 14 men and we still trailed them and they had the wind. But it all it all works, it all fizzles out and it, it, it features out in the finish because um, <laughs> that kind of tiredness caught up with them. Um, Sam nails a free again Kiki again to the four Sa- um, a class free from Horley really good free 7-4 and then two goals in two minutes 22nd minute Paul Matthews drives down after he missed an air after, well he didn't miss I think it was, I don't think it was a square ball um, but he runs right down right down the gut of the Cork defence Morris Shanley kind of slipped the ball away or, or misses sorry just Slipped his mind slip. Maybe that's just the tiredness of having 14 bodies running around 15 for the first few minutes. And then Kieran Downey, really good finish. Really, there was no hesitation. There was pure intent. He just drilled it low along the ground and it was zipped in and the roar was just, I was class. And two minutes later, Cork were kind of stunned. They were stunned. And did a couple of attempts to clear it along the line. We intercepted it. 
Um, um, Conor Early, it's actually Sam did a great tackle. Um, that Early, no, sorry, it was a bad hand pass, maybe intercepted by Early. Oh, what wait, was it actually? Was it a bad hand pass by Sam? It was a bad hand pass by Sam that went too high, forced Cork back. Then we get the turnover then. Early runs along the end line, pulls it back like a Pep Guardiola Man City move, pull the hand pass the ball back and into the on rushing Kiki who scores a goal on his first start on home soil in Ireland. And that made it two four to seven. Yet Lau didn't push on, didn't use that advantage. Um Maguire kicked the score uh, in the midfielder and I think it was uh, Chris Oak Jones. Tommy just kicks the ball, very lucky that time, kicks the ball, hard mouth stuff. That made it 2 4 to 9 at half time. Uh, half time interval, we'll actually talk about the matchups. Dermot picked up Cronin. Uh, Peter Lynch did a job on Hurley full back and McKenney was on Chris Oak Jones. They had a great battle again. That's what we talked about during the week. I pick my team and in that I do my matchups and I react to Jair's team and then next week I'll be reacting to Colm O'Rourke's team. So do sign up and do get interested and I have I do um, have a guest on, I have a, I'll have a Mead guest on on who I'm going to get this time um, to line out and see what's going on with Mead football at the moment. We don't nearly really care what's going on as long as it keeps going. Murphy was right half, he picked up O'Driscoll Williams was sent to half and Rory Dean has predicted and he would have got that early email uh, on the day on the match day if you're a subscriber that Dean was predicted to go out on to the 14 he did Williams Williams had a great game and snuffed him out and then Craig Leonard was picked up by Owen McSweeney good footballer in the middle of the field Tommy and the two two midfield partners went toe to toe with each other then Paul Matthews was picked up by Matty Taylor. Kiki was picked up by number four, Luke Fahey, or Sean Meehan. And then Conor Grimes was picked up again in the right half by Luke Fahey. Um, good footballers, really good footballers, but Laird got the edge of them in a lot of these matchups. And then Tommy Walsh, Tommy Welsh, as they say, was picking up Downey. Daniel O'Mahony came into the side for Rory Maguire. I don't know why Rory Maguire wasn't playing. Get to that in the talking points. Um, he was picked up by Sam. That's the fella who got sent off last year. I think he picked up Sam in the championship. And then uh, Shanley, again, was picking up Ryan Barnes. He wins that first ball out. But Ryan Barnes turned it on. He had a great game. He is having a great season, great early season form. And I'll talk about that. And the wind. And the goal, no goal. Um, Kiki, pressing kickouts. Big 10 subs. Niall McDonnell. All that in the talking points later on. Coverage brought to you by Specsaver Drada. So, straight away, the start of the second half, we, we, we have the wind at our sails and you already felt we were a point ahead against the wind and this is there for us if we if we manage this correctly. Start of the second half, we didn't manage it correctly whatsoever. We were shooting from way out and weren't going over and then Colin McCallaghan, um, we should have, we had him bottled up we didn't we didn't get it off. I think it was Williams and Craig Lennon had a bottle up and then he just slipped off the two tackles. That'll be very disappointing. And he whipped it over the level. Then Lennon gets a great score and the ball was behind his back. Now it was in the forty minutes or forty six minutes. Um gets a great score, cutting in on the right hand, stuck on himself to make it two five to ten, pushes back in the lead. Then they hit two in a row. Horley levels with with a, a free. The sides are level four times in the second half. McSweeney then gets a great point. Then 
Eve comes in, he kicks the ball away um, later on, so I get this couple of points of it. But Sam hits a 45 after Kieran Downey's a great goal chance, actually in the first half as well, after we get the two goals. Ryan Bournes is a great goal chance as well. Um, then Craig Lennon, just when they're pressing, they have taken the lead, 13 points to 2 6. Craig Lennon comes through, guy with wind behind him, guides the ball over the bar, right half, front of the bank of loud supporters, right behind the viewing gallery in the stand. They see that point whip over. Then Bornsy, having watched that just happen, um, pounces on a counter-attack and the crowd get up with a counter-attack as well. McSweeney, that was the villain, gives the ball away, simple, we just counter-rapid. Bornsy now could have went given inside, he got options, he could have let, tried to lob the goalie, but he composed himself, got into a range, used the wind, used the memory of watching uh, Craig Lennon, Neil Lennon, so I'm saying, kick it from that distance in that area and he whipped it over to give us the lead that we would not relent and then Sam nails on the insurance free like what a difference a week makes men's for all that kind of malaise that happened the week before uh, but there was still drama left in it um, they had a goal chance Nye McDonald at the bat way high in the air heart in the mouth he gets a massive block gets two saves he gets a couple of saves in the first half as well like I mentioned he came out off the line to be more Niall McDonald talk in the talking points rest assured but we hang on for victory when Tommy gets a big catch at the end. You think, that's it. Blow up the whistle ref. No. Plays on. Gives him another saw free. Ball is played right back in. The Cork are so unimaginative, so feeble in their attack, um, in, their, in their imagination, that um, Tom, uh, Craig Grimes, or Conor Grimes then plucks the ball out of the air. So it's absolutely amazing um, performance. Amazing win. Amazing roar. Amazing finish. And it's just it's just great to beat them again. Second time in six seasons we beat them at home twice, two years in a row. Um, Dale, Dale, they, will they be in division? Will we be playing in Par- Super Value Park in Heave next year? We have to get an away game if they're still in the division or if we're still in the division. Um, also, so we're going to talk now to Happy Jay, but he's not licking himself. You'll hear that now in a second. Um, but you can feel like he can sense the adrenaline. He's a bit loose. It's his first win as a, as a loud manager. First inter-county win as, as a manager in the National League. The crowd are behind him. Um, and you can hear that in him. And it, it's it's nice. It's refreshing. Refreshing here. A, a fella actually enjoying a win. And a, fresh, a fella in a, an important position enjoying a win. So you'll hear from Jerry now. And then I'll, I'll ta- chat about Cleary. Yeah, Brandon, now the manager, uh, we spoke last week, or you spoke last week about uh, moral victories were no good. You've got two points on the board. Hard one out there today, you'd have to say. Very hard one, to be fair, Colm, and I think we all seen the effort that the, the lads put in to try and get us over the line. Uh, it absolutely was not pretty. Um, elements of the game that we were good at last week, defensively we were not so good today. And even despite the conditions, look at uh, ultimately we live in Ireland, it's, it's wet more often than not, lads should be able to to manage the conditions and, 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 and that's something which I know the fellas are disappointed even though winning is great but still a couple of things you have to tidy up on You think overall last week's performance is a better overall team performance than today? 
It's a good question. It's I, it's hard to compare. Really, look at it, it uh, as we said last week. You're, you are looking for performances to, to continue to improve the whole time column, and Division Two is is dog eat dog, and there's a few good results kind of popping up now last weekend and this weekend as well. So some of the favourites to go down might necessarily be the favourites um, uh, after two rounds. So so there's a lot of uh, chopping and changing. So it's if you can just pick up a few points uh, as early and especially can it does take a bit of pressure off. First half today, a little bit of a slow burner up until you. You got the two quick fire goals. Yeah, so uh, great finish from the lads just on the counter attack. Uh, worked well, and, and and that was probably the cushion. That not probably it was the cushion that kind of uh, got us over the line. Then at the end, um, counter attack that pace and something we would have kind of practiced. I don't know if you were walking on the pitch now. But you're familiar with it, or certainly you. We've been playing more recent years, but it's, it's a heavy bit of sod when the uh, weather is as it is so um, uh, trying to power up the pitch uh, against the wind was a, was a tough ask but the lads did try I'm sure there were, there's a lot of t- tired bodies in the dressing room because it was very energy sapping that's the way it looked well if, if you keep giving the ball away you're going to be doing more running so it's, it's down to themselves so I, I hope they're tired I hope they're wrecked because it's their own fault yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing yeah. Yeah. Uh, se- second half I mean you, you had to, you had to <coughs> work really hard for everything some of the decisions 50-50 marginal ones didn't seem to go your way today yeah, uh, listen, um, the, the, the officials, we need them and um, a big part of the game and I know the GA put a big drive to try to get a couple more guys on board and I, I, I suppose the, 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 the thing I would hope is in in how uh, elite players are reviewing games and analysing games, I, I would hope the same process is there for referees to help them to continue to improve as well because... Uh, I'm probably better at odds uh, a couple of things that happened there but again he's uh, closer to the, the action than I am The atmosphere and the stand uh, loud supporters really getting behind the team that's obviously what you want uh, do you think the, f- the players maybe fed off that in the closing stages when it came down to deciding the outcome? Well I know it's something they were uh, cognizant of in the last couple of seasons they've made RD a bit of a fortress and they wanted to maintain that status which thankfully we've won of three home games kind of completed and, and, and we've kept the opposition at bay so, so that's something something that the lads were uh, cognizant of coming in um, the crowd yeah it was heating up already in the, in the, in the latter stages and the, the number of unforced errors and decisions going this way and that way and balls being blocked balls going over it was uh, had a bit of everything really some great saves I think Niall McDonald probably needs a, uh, an old shout there as well I think he, he really kind of saved us on a lot of occasions I was just going to say Niall McDonald what a contribution from him today four excellent blocks I know you brought Craig Lynch into the panel during the, the, the week but Niall McDonald he's not giving up that number one jersey easily no he's not and again I, I've, I've spoken kind of uh, frankly and, and honestly to all the keepers that we've had since the trial phase column whereby here's what I would like you to try and do and um, I think competition is good um, we looked at we were chatting to Craig here and there and I know he stepped away a couple of seasons ago but um, I obviously would have worked close with Craig through Dundalk IT and the uh, third level colleges so a very good relationship with him and it just came up in conversation that he had a bit of a hunger to come back and try and push back in and uh, Niall seems to have responded quite well to that What about uh, some of the other players Dan Cochran how far away is he from fitness? I'd say he's probably two or three weeks away Yeah, so it's good to get game time to come to Caver today um, and good to have him back but Dan another couple of weeks to go and Casey Bourne is, is progressing with his rehab as well so you might see him towards the end of the league uh, if he gets just a bit of luck and the, the body adapts to the uh, uh, training that he's doing um, a couple of our lads there McConnell I think is due to get an injection is back now next week and um, maybe 7-10 to ten days after that you might see him featuring in as well The Shield match the final the rearranged one on Thursday can we expect to see fringe players in that game 
Yeah, and and, and again, I, know I I wouldn't call them fringe players, but but fellas who've gotten uh, little game time, it's their opportunity to to, to, to step up and uh, like that's a game we're going to win, and again going to perform and chatting to Oshin and Conville behind the scenes. I know he's a couple of boys come back from injury that he wants to blood or get back in uh, with a couple of guys he wants to blood take in, and that he will um, he will uh, um, probably put out a similar team I would imagine, you know. The uh, I know there's great emphasis put on, on the tackling and confrontation and making contact. Like maybe giving away slightly too many frees at times, though. Yeah, agree? absolutely, Cuevin. Yeah, um, I uh, we were. It, it, it's about you say adapting like the, the obviously the. I think technically in the rule book the tackle is a side on uh, side uh, hit or making contact with the ball and uh, uh, I suppose the ref today Martin he he. he um, uh, applied it literally, um, which was probably uh, hard given the conditions for 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 both teams and the uh, what would you call it the, the communication we always have with players in advance of games is that referees are only human and they have their own way and they have their own things to look it out for, and we have to adapt very quickly to how he plays it and uh, and just get on with it. How did you necessarily approach it? Obviously, playing into a very strong breeze in the first half was that the plan. No, um, I, I'm, I'm not superstitious that way. I've, I've uh, been captain and, and involved with teams in the sideline where we've gone hard to play with the wind and you end up losing. Uh, or you play against them in the first half and you end up losing. And I've also done the same thing and you end up winning. So I don't really buy into it personally, but it's, it's whatever the players want to do. So I left that down to Sam. I don't know where he won the toss or lost the toss, but... Uh, but we end up playing against it anyway. So therefore, would you have been happy with the position you were in at half-time, considering possibly what you've had in the second half behind you? Um, well, I thought we played really poorly, and we're, uh, we were up by a point at half-time, um, and barred the goals, and one or two uh, um, quick counter-attacks, I thought um, the lads, not I think, but the lads themselves, uh, discussed at half-time that they're, they're better not their use of possession and not being able to adapt to the referee's interpretation to tackle quicker. That's something that the boys were annoyed about. So despite being up by one on the scoreboard, um, we weren't particularly happy, to be honest. Were you annoyed at the lack of efficiency again? Started the second half with the win of the sales. I think there was four shots, two in the goalie's hands. Was that a bit frustrating? You know what it, it is, and it's just about a bit more composure, isn't it? Than uh, where you're, 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 you're not just because you have the wind. You know, yeah. uh, don't be lashing out with the ball. Um, there's a couple of opportunities there. I think you, 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 I think it's Sam, Connor, Grimes, I think uh, Dylan as well, Ryan Burns. Um, all balls kind of dropping short or getting blocked down there was one pass on I think we probably could have opened them up actually on, on, on all of those uh, particular examples and that's something we'll have a look at the behind the goal footage and, and, and try to coach the lads along to be able to see those opportunities for uh, me in two weeks then a huge boost as well another Sharky's back during the weeks yeah. the field in a bit yeah so a good chats with Noy before the Christmas and um, similar to Craig uh, it was always an open door policy uh, same for James Peach uh, Caliph, he obviously made his decision and he's, he's at peace with it and, and uh, uh, Bevan is either due next week or he's not And uh, um, but uh, it'd be good to get him back with his experience but it's always been an open door policy and uh, so Niall went back training with the Shark went back training with the club recently and uh, there was a couple of conversations uh, behind uh, the scenes and great to have him back out And then finally your first league win as loud manager What's the sensations you're feeling? It, um, I, I, I wouldn't be licking myself or the lads too, too much because uh, against 
uh, a more clinical team. Cork will rule the number of chances to miss. Like I thought, we we, we won't play poorly, uh, which is great. Um, but an awful lot to work on, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be overly pleased. Uh, but ultimately, it is about getting points. Just finally, what do we expect to see on Thursday night? I know you say using fringe players like Will Niall Sharkey being in terms of goals. Yeah, we, we, who do we expect we, to we, see? We, 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 we play, we look at Niall, we look at Craig Lynch, we look at Martin McAnini, um, Wayne Campbell, Sean Murray, all these lads will get game time. Um, uh, ben Collier, Tom Gray, all these fellas, we'll, 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 we'll uh, put them in and, and set them up and we'll look to go and win that match. Mm-hmm. And I suppose some of them are involved trench wise in that the following week with a view to the Meath game. Yeah, no, they, they play fully with their colleges, so we won't go near them after the weekend. Um, and it's worth noting as well that any player not the 26th today, we, we, we uh, uh, directed and suggested then they go back and play with the, train and play with the clubs the weekend if you had any activity. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I'm, I'm all for playing games, Queeveen, and uh, um, not having fellas, you know, being on a panel for fucking four or five months and not uh, getting in. Like ultimately, it's about playing games, developing. If they're out training with us and they're not getting to the 26, they know exactly why and what they need to do to improve on. And uh, it's about continuous improvement week to week and playing with the club, playing with the college. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers, lads. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, you can tell it. He's a man that was going to drink a rake of pints after it, and even. How diplomatic was he about McNally? Didn't slate him, didn't give out about him, but once I've looked into without question his performance, it was, yeah, it was, oh, it was now. And when you, if you, oh, no, I'm going to save that for the talking points. And then, right, so John Cleary in contrast, very short and sweet, very short and sweet. Um, is that what's probably holding Cork back? Like, to be fair, the man, great football man, great career, but. They are not getting it. Kevin Walsh as well. They're not getting it. They're serious footballers. They're just not getting it. I have a couple of ideas on that as well. And a huge talking point as well from from, from them and their selection. The way they were, yeah. Yeah, enough of my cork. So, so John Cleary, he was like, the result is disappointing. They thought the performance was quite good. So the opposite of us, what Jair said, where the result was good, but the performance wasn't good. So he felt they controlled the game for a long period. I didn't think they controlled the game at all. Um, they had they had two goal chances and they took them, and we probably had two goal chances, one at the end, and we didn't take them. But like, you have to hand it to uh, Niall McDonald for that. Um, even like Jer gives him a special shout out as well. Overall, I wasn't terribly disappointed with the display because we controlled the game for long periods. Just didn't put it on the scoreboard. Setbacks, two losses. Yeah, look, when the draw was made, we knew we had two tough away trips, and that's the way it turned out to be. That's exactly what we talked about last week, Colin and Colin as well. Gracious, give me a text. This morning about the game too. And yeah, it was a lot of travelling. Up and down. Nearly should have stayed in Calvin for the week. And uh, to recover and get ready for it. But they'll be in Calvin in two weeks' time. Oh, they'll be playing Calvin in two weeks' time. Disappointing goals you can see. I thought I thought, Jesus, right. They weren't that soft. We work very hard. Like we're we're work, I'll talk about that in the talk points actually as well. Um, but look in fairness to loud they stood up and took the goal and it gave us a bit of a hill to climb coming in at half time point down and then if you think back Mr Cleary you think back to the year we played them and we shut up shop and we sat back and we nearly beat them it was a boring boring game it was a stalemate affair we made it as tight as possible and we nearly stung them with a finishing flourish to steal the round to steal the match in that All Ireland was it the qualifiers yeah it was the qualifiers uh, um, we beat my off and then we went to play them. Yeah, I think that's what it was, and it was just 
it was kind of like, oh, why would you bow down to Loud? And but we were only starting off. We were getting up to speed. We, Mickey had the Lado's Italian football defensive blo- generation blocks, which we did and which we have now. And you can see now like how Jerry's going to add it to it more about that quick counter-attacking game. So you have to be a little bit humble. You can't just go out and play football. And they were nearly stung that day. And a lot of people would have said to me and said rightly and would have went against my viewpoint that if we had just went to Cork from the, from the get-go, we could have torn them over and blew them away. Um, that day in the qualifiers and looking at it now yeah look at but I still think we had to be defensively defensively strong and we nearly got a result that day as well and they had, they had better quality I think Mark Collins is still involved and Kerrigan maybe as well have to check that team but yeah so let's move on and let's get to the talking points talking point number one is it has to be Fortress RD doesn't it just has to be. There's no other like, like there's a few other talking points I'll talk about in a while, but the home comforts of R D is just is just getting um it's getting above and beyond like really uh, something to ignore. It's a real home identity um in that it has its quirks. But maybe it was just Build a stand the far side. You don't know the builders. Was it builders that had the used the teleport and look in over the over the back? Well, get on to them, get them to build the stand, and save ourselves a lot of money and a lot of hassle. Um, build the stadium in Ardy. So Ardy or nowhere. But I just yeah, it was and on top of that, it was nice to be back in Ardy. Like having played in Ashbourne, having been. Um, Kenny Gad and you're going to Armagh it's nice to be back in RD and well looked after and the whole lot as well so look at um, there's plenty more about 54 more talking points sign up for more right now patreon.com forward slash loud and proud go on I'll wait for you um, yeah really worth getting into it it's a game worth savouring as well and there's plenty more to come on the podcast well we've Wicklow to come in the Shield Cup as well on Thursday night, we have we heard Jer speak about that. We have more analysis on the new returnees. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, hopefully we get you signed up. Um, coverage brought to you by Specsavers Drogheda. Really, really good podcast. Really enjoyable. A really good game. Not a good podcast. Really good game to get us kick started and start this league. We're off the mark with two points. Under the board, on the board, with uh, two more home games to go. Um, a week looking Kildare and Mead outfit to come. Cavan, um, so we have them at home and Fermanagh at home looking good. And then we've Donegal. Let's enjoy that game in uh, Barry Shannon. Right, thanks very much for listening. Please do sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Good luck, bye bye, and thanks for listening. Right, so, talking point number two, and if you're listening to number two, like I said, thank you very much for your support, thank you for believing in the podcast, thank you for enjoying Loud Football and the chat and the banter and and the crack and what have you about Loud Football, because uh, without you, this this wouldn't exist, it simply wouldn't exist, and it's been added to more and more, you're getting more talking points, a little bit less rushed talking points, I won't be yawning or the voice won't be going, in this podcast um, and also 
you get match reports, you get up-to-date notes of who's on the team, who's where they're going to play, opposition analysis as well, and good guests and inside info on loud football and transfers and club football as well. So thank you for signing up. You know all that. Maybe we should put that into the, into the, the free podcast.